What are you doing here today? Is this some kind of setup or something? What is I'm just on my way to the beach. You can put oh. that in the fridge. You know what? I don't oh. want this cookie. No, I just stopped by. What's wrong with that? Oh. Me, my mommy, my dad. I'm here. I'm here. Hurry. Oh my god, god. Hello everybody and welcome to To Cap It Off, the To Catch a Predator podcast where we talk about anything and everything that is To Catch a Predator and Hanson versus Predator. I'm your host Jake Scholl, joined here by my co-host CG Myers. And in this episode we'll be talking about the Dr. Maurice Wallen with screen name Tall Dreamy Doc. Uh, This was part of the Petaluma California Sting. Uh, he's he's a predator that's mainly known for his um, his extreme blunder in the uh, interaction with the decoy with spilling his uh, margarita all over the counter. But <laughs> it, it wasn't even like he basically like just got like a hunk of ice from the Yeah, like you could tell that it's been sitting out for a bit and it just kind of formed into a chunk I mean, and it all just that, solidified. I mean, isn't that common in um to catch a predator where something's sitting out way too long yeah really we've gone from uh, what we've gone from brownies in um brownies cookies to margaritas and red velvet cupcakes in uh hansen versus predator sadly we have no cupcakes today oh man dude i could totally go for a red velvet cupcake those are so good i know why don't we all leave while all of our fans are sitting here and yeah. let's go <laughs> and go get some red velvet cupcakes. Are they well, hey, with, back? <laughs> with, with with Valentine's Day right around the corner, dude? Red velvet cupcakes? That's that's right there, dude. Sadly, I I have no one to uh to uh have red velvet cupcakes with, or cookies, or chocolate, or. Don't be going in the chat rooms. I'm I'm, I'm trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was so, a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> watch, so, someone, watch someone comes beating down my door. Chris, no, I was I was just joking. <laughs> so I'm gonna hand it over to CG to uh, give a little bit more about Maurice Wallen. Take it away, CG. Alrighty. Well, he's he's a uh, he's an interesting fellow. So to say the least. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Like you don't you don't even know where to begin with No, I don't. So okay, so while you gather your information on where to start, let's give a little bit of a background about Maurice. He's a 40 at at the time was he 48 years old? Um exactly, that's what I was trying to find. Um well at the okay, so take this at uh because he, because he tells on, the me, decoy that he's like 29 in the chat yes he does give a false age to uh not be as suspicious yeah but if i'm sorry if you're over if you're talking to someone who's younger than the age of consent then yeah he was 49 um when this thing started but gotcha whether you're 49 or 29 you're still breaking the law yeah, really, like that doesn't help your case at all. Uh, anyway, he's a 49-year-old cancer research doctor. Or at least at the time of this thing, he was a cancer research doctor. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's that anymore. Uh, he started talking with a decoy in August, if I remember correctly. The yeah. first message that was sent was August twenty third of two thousand and six. Awesome. At nine twenty, so... at nine fifty two p.m. Correct. So he, you know, at first there's nothing crazy with the with the chat. Um, you yeah, know, just a simple. Just, yeah, at first it's it, just it, generic, like. Hey, Small talk. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, it's just real simple small talk between them. And then, you know, as time goes on, we start to see uh we start to see the pattern form. You know, he asks for a picture, they give the email and everything. You know, they start going back and forth. And then he gives the uh the message asking for the name so he says his name is marco Pull up. i don't yeah <laughs> i don't know why he would give the name marco because marco i i mean is he trying to sound like he's what, what would you say foreign Mar, I, I mean at least to me marco sounds kind of like foreign oh i thought you were gonna say italian plumber but that's a different predator no, that's Mario. <laughs> no, but there's another predator that looks. Anyways, um, I was gonna say, stop talking. <laughs> okay, um, but um, no. As the chat goes on, he does start getting sexual towards the decoy. Um. Um. Well, even before this, he, prior to the decoy that's leading up to the sting he was originally chatting with a girl he believed to be 14 years old uh by the name of willow but that was uh then cut off he he chickened out of that and you know after after that he then started chatting up with a 13 year old going by the screen name of crazy underscore phrasey frazzy i don't phrasey it's the but it's the same um it's, no, it's, it's they're the both same person. Yeah, they're both pe- uh, perverted justice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, originally he was talking to a fourteen-year-old, dipped out of that, and then he uh, began talking to this thirteen-year-old. I can't 13, pronounce their but name. Thirteen-year-old is almost fourteen. Right. She says in the chat. Yes. Uh, he then I'm looking here. Uh, he does lie saying that he's divorced, which is completely false as we discover later on into his segment on tcap i mean he was correct with the divorce thing he he he, he predicted time- the future he time traveled <laughs> yeah so uh they start going back and forth with their chat and if i remember correctly that ch- they only chatted for three days yeah it was like yeah it was very short yeah very brief amount of time uh, they like we said we they started talking in August twenty second. You said or twenty third. Um, what I said was they started talking in. Or no, it's the twenty second. Yeah, the twenty. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was August twenty second, two thousand six. Yeah, don't listen to me. I'm an idiot. So then, when we get to the last message. 
down here at the bottom. Uh, look, yep, here on the messages, the last message that was sent from Tall Dreamy Doc was August 26th, so four days. Yeah. So, so after a four-day period, he then goes to the Sting House. Uh, actually, even before we get to the Sting House, backtracking a little bit in their uh, chat that they have, you know, he talks about the decoy's size, asking you know the, about the breast size. Decoy says B, but still, but it's still big on me. Like my bra is still big on me, but I'm I'm still growing. He then that's where it just starts going south. Which, you know, he, go ahead. I, like what? Why did use you big boy words? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> my my question is, and it's not really a question I need like an answer to, but. It seems like all of these predators, or most of them, care about what their breast size is. Now, um, you're talking to a 13, 14-year-old, not, like, these are not questions you ask and or even ask someone who is of age. Like, it's just a weird, it's just a weird question to ask. Yeah, like you don't just come out and say like, "Hey, what's your breast size?" Yeah, it's just kind of a weird question. You don't, you, you just don't ask it. So, you know, the decoy says her breast size, and immediately he's just like, "I will kiss them," which again is weird. It's, it's and just creepy. It is. So, you know, they continue on with the group chat or not group chat. I, I say that every episode. Not group chat. The chat log. Hey, we were just hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, they start going back and forth with the uh, explicit chats. Um, You know, he talks about giving and receiving oral sex. Um, So then they decide to make plans to meet at the sting house. And like we said, this was what, four days yeah um also i want to throw this out there um so i know we don't like jeff sokol because i mean he fat shames the decoy yes this guy says he doesn't like fat girls so are are we putting him in the level of uh sokol i mean he doesn't fat shame but he just states he doesn't care for it. I I would still say Jeff Sokol's a little bit more scummy of that. I mean, I would agree, but I I would still put this this guy. Um, it, it, it's it's a level. it's a t- it's a tie for first. It is a tie for first. So, uh, um, then he then he talks about his car. Yeah, the discussion which, with his car is even better. Which I don't understand. So he says to the decoy, he goes, "I have a fast car." Do you like fast cars? Okay. He drives a, 
uh, what did I say? A Lamborghini? Is that what I, I said? Think, or or I a Corvette? It's it's one of those cars. Well, I want to get it right. You were asking the you were asking the worst person. I do not know jack about cars. Well, neither do I. All I know is they go vroom vroom. Um, <laughs> um but he, instead of saying that he has like a type of car, he goes, "I have a fast car." Isn't any con- he has a convertible? Isn't any car a fast car? If you press on the gas. And you press down the pedal. I don't know, man. Have you seen my car? My car, I could, I could floor that pedal, and I'd still be going like forty. Okay, but if you're driving and the cops are trying to chase after you, you're going too fast. Exactly. <laughs> Whether you're in a convertible or not, do you like fast cars? Um. So he also asked the decoy if she, um, lives with her parents. Again. She's 13, almost 14. What kind of question is that? Nope, she's full grown and out on her own. Mm-hmm. As 13, mom, mom, mommy and daddy kicked me out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they kicked me out when I was born. <laughs> Been fending for myself since day one. <laughs> so we're over here. Um, this yeah. guy also, he has a conversation with the decoy about, I guess, his buddy has ex or his photo photos of his ex and that what should he do and like why would you even be talking about this to a 13 14 year old like that's just that's that's not a creepy conversation it's just why (laughs) it's just like it's something that a 13 year old is not gonna care about whatsoever no all they care about all they care about is if Johnny looked at them at third in third period, and who's going to take him to the sock hop? Sock hop. Isn't that what all the cool kids were doing in 06? No, they're like going home and watching cartoons, or at least that's what I was doing in 06. I'd leave school, go home, watch some cartoons or something. I mean, I was doing that too, but to be fair, no girl was asking me out to the sock hop. Sock hops are not a thing. Yes, they are. Back in the 50s. Back in the 50s? Not in 2006. And surely not in 2021. Is that what we're in? 2021? Yeah, we're, we're 2021. I don't know. All, all the months run together now. It's Which is weird COVID. because Motorola just came out with like a flip phone. So it's like, are, are we back in 2002 now? Yeah, I, dude... I, I saw that, but my, uh, like some of my family members, like my uncle, he, dude, he had a smartphone. It was like, it was a Samsung touchscreen, like smartphone and he hated it and immediately got rid of it and got the new flip phone. And he said, it's the greatest thing ever. Like, I, I think it'd be like cool for a novelty thing, but I don't know if I'd want to use that as my daily like phone. No, no. I mean, I don't know. Part partially too. Like maybe if Apple came out with something like that, maybe yeah. But oh, like an Apple flip phone, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I know they're talking about it. Anyways, I was gonna say let's get back on track with Maurice Wallen and not flip phones. That that has been phone talk with CG Myers and Jake. Now back to the regular episode. Yeah, that was a little uh, commercial interruption. 
So sponsored by Manscaped. Yo, God. I, <laughs> hey, Manscaped, if you're listening, the TCAP or to cap it off podcast DMs are always open. I mean, all you need to do is shave down there. Don't ask Dustin McFedridge. Because he would love to do that. Dude, do you think he could get sponsored by, uh, by Manscaped? Like, he's a spokesperson for it. I use Manscaped all the time. She asked me to, to sponsor. He goes, Manscaped, you're going to like the way you look down there. <laughs> well, now. Well, all right, let's get back to Maurice. Maurice has been sitting here with his margarita for long enough. We need to get on to his topics. Oh, I just need my desk. That hurt. His margarita (laughs) might be getting cold. Oh, man. A margarita might be getting cold? It happens. What is a margarita made out of, buddy? Alcohol. Water. Ice. Ice. That's why it's a margarita. A mar. I hate you so much. A margarita is a frozen drink, almost like a slushy. I know. (laughs) So his margarita would be melting. So it will get warm. Right. It'll turn to slush. It. <laughs> a margarita is a slushy. That's what I'm saying. It turned to slush. Moving on. Back to the episode. Moving on. We get to the day of the sting. He drives 40 minutes from his home in, uh, where did he say it was? It it began with a P. It sounded like similar to Petaluma. Yeah, somewhere in San Francisco. Yeah, he's... um, Piedmont? CA? California? That's what his location says on um, on the chat. Well, yeah, so that's where he's from. Is you, you said Piedmont, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he drove 40 minutes from there to Petaluma to meet up with the decoy. Wow, uh, I'm dumb. Why would you do? I was going to argue with that point. Of, it wasn't 45 minutes. He lived in California. <sighs> Moving on, I'm not even going to... I'm not even going to yell at you for that one. I'm going to let the fans yell at you for that one. For some reason, I thought we were Bowling Green, Kentucky. I'm sorry. I said at the beginning of the show we were in Petaluma this time. I wasn't listening. To be fair, how many episodes have we done where we've done Bowling Green? I probably like two or three, and there's probably probably our... um, Our our um, biggest one is yet... Yet fan. to come. Epi- I think episode 10. No, but our, our actual one fan that we have. Um, so thank no, you for we have, support. We, we have two fans. Okay, We've sorry. gotten messages from two fans. Okay, sorry. Didn't mean to offend. Thank you for the two fans. 
that they would yell at me and go, if I said, like, three, they would go, actually, it's two. Yeah, our two fans. So thank you for the support. Yeah, thank you for the support. Keep on supporting our show. I know we have some fans that uh, shoot messages over to the To Cap It Off Facebook page uh, asking when new episodes are coming out. They check frequently for new episodes. So we greatly thank you guys for that and the support of the show. Uh, we will continue to release these episodes as quickly as we possibly can. Yeah. So uh, we then get to the, the day of the sting, as we were saying. He comes up in his, rolls up in his convertible. His fast car. Yeah, his fast car. Ooh, excuse me. Um, then Parks makes his way into the garage. Or at least that's what it looks like from the angle that they switch to. And and when he's when he's walking into the garage, he doesn't just walk in. He does like he a like double... speed walks. Oh, he speed walks, and then he does like a double take of like, I hope no one saw me. I know, like if if you weren't trying to look suspicious, dude, like, what are you doing? If you're walking like speed walking and like looking left to right, making sure nobody's around, you couldn't look any more suspicious walking into someone's garage. At that point, why don't you just like run in? Yeah, really. Like, put a ski mask on too. Let's just go all out. In in all um, uh, neon clothing. So you yeah, uh, really. Blaring sirens at the same time. Running and screaming and going. I'm gonna go molest a kid. Yeah. So he may he uh, just like plans. <laughs> Shut up. So he makes his way into the backyard. Follows a decoy. Decoy tells him to have a seat. Uh, at the bar, you know, little, little, yeah, little, little bit of conversation they have. And the decoy then says, you know, she's going to go change into her bathing suit so they can get in the hot tub together. Uh, she picks up her stuff and he spilled you know, his drink. We didn't get there yet. No, she says that. And then he spills his drink. Yeah. Well, she, she had asked him to pour her a drink and then she walks away. He starts to pour the drink, and the whole drink just bleh, just plops out of the the blender cup into the margarita glass, spills out of the cup all over the counter. Which me, who likes margaritas, made me sad because that was a waste of a margarita. Yeah. <laughs> So then he and goes then, looks for a towel to clean up his big Well, he mess. tries to play it off first, and he tries to pour the margarita back into, like, the blender cup. Ew, germs. Well, like, he doesn't take a sip or anything, but, like, he just tries to dump it back, and he's still having a conversation with the decoy as this is happening. Like, it spills, and she asks how, or, like, where he came from, and he's trying to put it back, and he's, like, fumbling with it, and he's like, oh, I came from San Francisco. Uh, he gets up then and goes to go where the uh, the decoy had went around the, the corner, asking for a towel. And as he craw- or as he uh, comes around the corner, boom, he just it, like it's all out that he discovers, you know, Chris, he discovers the, the TCAP team just hanging out back there. And then he as goes, soon as he's got to go. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to take off. And he just books it like he he makes his way into the garage where he's then greeted by the Petaluma Police Department. And the best thing. 
Yeah, his go his go to thing is to take his glasses and just smash them on the flo- on, on the concrete floor. I hope they weren't prescription glasses because those things are expensive. No, I mean, he wore those sunglasses to look cool. Oh, okay, so they weren't prescription then. Most likely. I mean, they 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 could be. I know people that wear prescription sunglasses. Well, I know. I I mean, I had a pair, but um, I don't have them anymore. Like I have them, but they're old prescription ones. Um, but all I'm saying is they're expensive. I mean, he's a doctor. He he's he could um afford new ones, but um, our our uh, our boy wears prescription sunglasses. He wore them this past Sunday. Oh, Eric Church. Yeah, Eric Church. Yeah, that, that, that's my that's my boy. That's a, that's Curtis's boy. That, that's he's the man, man. That's the church man. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but little side note there. Um, but no, I hope I hope they weren't prescription sunglasses. But why would you go, like, oh, let me throw my sunglasses? Yeah, really. It's like. He, like at first you'd think he's like putting his hands up to surrender like he, like he's not going to cause any harm and he just grabs his sunglasses and shatters them like what is that going to do smoke bomb oh crap yeah. i forgot to pack that he tried to like pull a batman and it just did nothing he forgot to pack it, it wasn't in his utility belt <laughs> so he smashes the sunglasses and you know, the cops just immediately grab him, cuff him. Actually, they zip tie him. Yeah, and he's he's crying. He's going, I didn't do anything. Yeah, he was claiming he wasn't going to do anything. And just, like, he's just lo- having a conniption fit. Like, it's, he's just losing it. And so then he's taken to interrogation and to be booked. He They escort him into the like the RV where they've been doing the booking and without even like the police saying anything, he's immediately like, I need to call my wife. And they're like, okay, you can do that after we do the booking process. Yeah. But I just need to call her. Yeah. He's so adamant about, uh, calling his wife, which that, that would be terrifying. Yeah. And so the police are explaining everything to him, like reading him his rights and just telling him, you know, like the process of what's going on. And he has no focus on what's going on. He probably, he probably like, I-, I know for myself, if I was in that situation and I do this a lot when I'm watching um, the stuff to prep and get ready for these shows and watching the videos. And I'm just thinking like, I like me, I would feel sick and I'm kind of going like, what is going on in their brain at, at this, at this point in time when they get like, um, booked and they're sitting there and, and not to like, um, like have pity on them, but I'm just going like, what are they truly like feeling? Like for me, I, I would be throwing up or like feeling sick or like you get that like hot, like feeling of like, everything's like spinning sort of like feeling you know what i mean or is that yeah. just me okay that's not no, just i know i got you i got you okay like that's what i would be feeling and like so i'm watching his his like his just his body language of like he's like slumped in the chair like he knows what he's doing is wrong like completely right. wrong and then to um 
basically call your wife to tell her that not not just hey I've been I like cheated on you but hey I'm going after a 13 almost 14 year old right I love you honey yeah. um, so in the interrogation process then you know they're sitting there and he's read his rights and the first thing like the first questions asked to him and he immediately is like, I, I need to have an attorney here to talk to him. But th- then he continues to talk to the officer. The officer asks him about like what four times, like, are you sure? And he's, and each time he like says like, Oh, I'm not going to say anything. And then he keeps saying stuff. It's like, okay, do, do you like stop playing this game? Yeah, it's like, do you want to talk about it or do you not want to talk about it? Um, yeah, but like he, and he's like, I, I just, I, I'm scared. I'm scared out of my mind. And it's like, yeah. okay, but don't, also don't like play games with the detective trying to ask you questions. If you don't want to talk, then you don't want to talk. If you do want to talk, then you do want to talk. Not this back and forth of like, yeah, I'm not going to talk. So anyways, like, no, um, something that we did not mention with the wife is when he calls the wife, um, he goes, he says something to the effect of like, um, I, like I made a mistake and it's like, no, you didn't just make a mistake. This, this is not a, I made an oopsie. Well, like, so he makes a phone call, wife answer, or the uh, the the officer calls for him and hands him the phone, mm-hmm. and he answers or like he he has the phone and he says, "Hi, honey, I'm in trouble." Oh yeah, that's it. I'm in trouble. Like yeah, he's like, "I'm in trouble. I need you to come bail me out of the Petaluma Police Department or whatever." I think and it was, it was like, thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, which like yeah, he's a doctor. He should have that money lying around, but that's a lot of money. Like when when you. When you say like, "Oh, I'm in trouble," like you're thinking like, like something very, very small, like maybe like a traffic ticket, but or or worst case worst case scenario is like you got a fender bender, yeah, and you're you're on the side of the road and you need help, yeah. But and then yeah, he, the, the he, best he the t- best thing is it's he tells his wife to come, but don't bring the girls. Yeah, don't bring his kids. Like, everything about that, the wife should have just been like, "Uh uh-uh, what's going on? I made an oopsie. Oopsie poopsie. Oopsie poopsie. (laughs) That, that Uh, That should be, let that, we should make that a thing. Every single time that we get to this point in the episode, we should go, now to the, uh, oopsie poopsie moments of the Predators. Yeah. This is our oopsie poopsie moment of the show. This week's oopsie poopsie is. <laughs> so afterwards, I'm he's the thing. <laughs> so after the, uh, after he's booked, Wallen's lawyer then researched other cases that PJ had been a part of, and they tried to fight the case against uh, perverted justice. Them fighting took two years. Like, they, they fought this case for two years. 
and eventually Wallen pleaded no contest to the case, which then earned him two months in jail, uh, three years of probation, and a lifetime sex offender registry. And a divorce thrown in there, too. Correct. Oops. So, uh, from what it looks like, it's and he was uh, since he dragged the case out for so long, he was the target to a few stories in his area of residence, which I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if that happened. Yeah. I mean, you're you're basically instead of just like accepting things and kind of like moving on, he dragged it out to the point where, like you said, like he was like, um like news like he he probably showed up on news stations every night yeah really uh from, so also his medical license was revoked after his uh sentence <clears throat> Pardon me. had a little tickle in my throat uh he was permanently revoked after his conviction from uh me- practicing medicine and from what it looks like, he eventually then moved to Singapore to uh, take a position as a medical consultant in, as I said, Singapore. They took <laughs> what what a what a decision to make. It's like, oh, they took my medical license, so I'm going to leave the country. Yeah. Go and to just Singapore. Move, yeah, just move to Singapore. How, how do you land a job like that? It happens. It happens. So, uh, other than that, I'm going to take a look here. It looks like Maurice's lawyer actually had quite a list of people that they have represented. Uh, Maurice's lawyer is Blair Burke, a lawyer who specializes in celebrity cases. Blair has represented people such as Harvey Weinstein, Ooh. Mel Gibson, Ooh. and Leonardo DiCaprio. Ooh, what did Leonardo do? Ah, probably something little. Hey, uh, I want to mention something that I just found out. What? So, in the fan wiki, his height is six two. In his chat, he says he's six four. He lied to the decoy. That scum. What a jerk. <laughs> Never mind the fact that he lied about his age to start with. He said he was like 29 or whatever. Yeah. Not counting the fact that he that he um broke his vows to his wife. Yes. Not only did he did he um um lie about his age, but he lied about his height too. What, what a, an what a jerk. What a scumbag. <laughs> Boo. Vote him off the island. <laughs> so uh his segment altogether is pretty short in in the episode of TCAP. It's only about a seven and a half minute ep- or a segment of the show. So there's not a whole lot for us to work with there, but we were able to find out a lot of this information uh via the TCAP community. So we thank the TCAP community for helping us get all this information together. Um, other than that, uh, CG, do you have any other info? Uh, 
Um, no, I just really like that in the uh, fan wiki um, occupation. It says that he's a cancer research doctor, and then uh, glasses smasher. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a pro, man. You saw how he took those things and just wham, he slammed them down. He he probably uh went to uh went to the um school of um Jeff's. Jeff Stacy of uh, Kung Fu. He, he went to the Jeff Stacy School of Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> the school's called What's Wrong with Kung Fu. <laughs> What's wrong with Kung Fu? It's a move. it's a martial art. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing to see him do like breaking a board, and he's just like yeah and then he cries afterwards. Yeah. Or he's like sparring somebody the whole time. He's just like, please, no. I wasn't going to do anything. I didn't know. He's got like an autograph picture of Chris hanging up in the dojo. What's wrong with that? (laughs) All right. So other than that, uh, do we have any other info on Maurice that we'd like to give? I think we pretty much covered it. Alright. Alright, so I think other than that, uh, I know we talked about in the last episode, uh, our hints were me, my mommy, and my daddy. Yes, and uh, we did have one person that did guess it. We we did. Let me actually pull that up. I will still give a shout-out for that, being that you know they did se- uh, send us a message. They went out of their way to se- get in touch with us mm-hmm. and answer our question. Uh, the reason we did not do uh, that specific predator was because Maurice was a was actually the first predator that was requested via a fan. So we wanted to cater to our fan as well as other possible fans that we could possibly obtain throughout the, sh- uh, the show's tenure. I had to update the app on my phone. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Mr. Sean. Sean is the one that sent us a message, and he did get it correct. It was Jesse Velez. So, next episode, we will be covering Jesse Velez again. Or, not again. We will be... We never never got him the first time. I know, I know. I'm tired. (laughs) What's wrong with that? So, we will be covering Jesse Velez in the next episode. So we do thank you, Sean, for listening to the show and reaching out and sending us a message. And you are correct. It is going to be Jesse Velez. So thank you very much. Yeah. So uh, so there won't be any hints at the end of this episode. But at the end of uh, our episode for Jesse Velez, we will be given some more uh, clues as to who the next predator will be. Yeah, and which we don't know who that is. Right, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And for those who don't know, if this is your first time hearing the show, uh, what we do at the end of every episode, or almost every episode, uh, we'll give three to four hints of who the next Predator is going to be that we cover. If you uh, think you know who it is, you can shoot us a message on Facebook at To Cap It Off, the To Catch a Predator podcast. Shoot us a message of who you think it is. If you do get it correctly, the first person to get it correctly will get a shout out on the next episode. 
whenever we get to it. Exactly. <laughs> so a uh, little bit of a shorter episode today in comparison to last episode, which was 55 minutes. Sorry, we didn't uh, talk about uh, cell phones long enough. Sorry about that. Yeah. So uh, with that said, we thank you guys very much for joining us today on this episode of To Cap It Off, the To Catch a Predator podcast. Reporter Margarita too quickly. It just fell out, man. It just fell out. (laughs) And so with that said, if you guys uh, want any updates on our episodes or anything TCAP related, you can check us out on Facebook at To Cap It Off, the To Catch a Predator podcast on Facebook. Uh, We do have an Instagram. We have to be a little bit more uh active on that instagram page oh, we do have an instagram we do we only have two posts so oh because you never gave me i don't think you gave me like the access to actually access it okay i'll give it to you then okay um there was a third thing that i was gonna say and now i forget way to go it was probably gonna be some dumb joke probably so with that said, give us a like on Facebook, a follow on Instagram. Oh, I remember sure. what I was going to say. What? And you can listen to our podcast anywhere. Is it just Spotify? Or it's it anywhere it? podcasts are released. Uh, you got Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's pretty much anywhere that you can hear podcasts. Okay, good. Because I was, I was going to say anywhere where you listen to podcasts, but I didn't want to say something dumb because that'd be the first. Yeah, I know how you are with saying stupid things. What's wrong with that? <laughs> so, as I was saying, with that said, we thank you guys for joining us. My name's Jake Scholl, joined here by my co-host. C.G. Myers. And we'll see you guys in the next investigation. To cap it off. Well, I'm just on my way to the beach. <laughs> oh. in the fridge. You know what? I don't oh. want this cookie. No, I just stopped by. What's wrong with that? Oh. Me, my mommy, my dad. I'm here, I'm here, hurry, hurry. Oh my god, god.